Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, August 3rd, 529 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up a quarter cent at five dollars and three quarters. November soybeans up five at 1326 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up three and a half at 670 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat is up two and a half at 803 and a half. December spring wheat up eight and a quarter at 870 and a half. We're going to start with something other than weather and Ukraine today. We've got, uh, let's just change the pace a little bit here. So ethanol's future in the aviation fuel subsidy program is unclear. The Biden administration is unsure if it will grant a request from the U.S. biofuel industry that would benefit corn-based ethanol. The request would make it simpler for sustainable aviation fuel made from corn-based ethanol to qualify for subsidies under the White House's landmark climate law. Those backing the request believe sustainable aviation fuel is vital for ethanol's growth. Those in opposition say clearing land to grow crops for fuel won't solve global warming. The administration's decision is expected in September and will determine who receives billions in subsidies under the program. Uh, shout out to the staff at Reuters. They've always got the best stuff when it comes to uh, biofuel policy, ethanol policy. Uh, this article, Jarrett Renshaw, Stephanie Kelly, Leah Douglas, this is fantastic. I'm just going to read through uh, some of this very briefly and, and some of the highlights. The administration's decision will determine who benefits from billions of dollars in subsidies expected under the program. The administration is meant to announce a decision by September. It hopes that the sustainable aviation industry, which is now minuscule, will meet 100% of aviation fuel demand at around 35 billion gallons per year by the year 2050. Uh, the biofuels lobby has found allies among commercial airlines, state farm lawmakers, farm state lawmakers, and is arguing that the Biden administration cannot meet its targets if it blocks ethanol as an SAF feedstock and would hurt farmers in the meantime. Uh, the environmental groups are on the other side of this. They say that including ethanol would undermine the climate goals um, because clearing land for fuel crops releases carbon from the soil. Uh, nobody told the environmental groups apparently that we are out of acres in the United States and that um, we're actually like shrinking in terms of uh, farm acres. Biden was in Maine last week and gave a speech. He said this, mark my words, the next 20 years, farmers are going to be providing 95% of all the sustainable airline fuel. So it sounds like Biden himself is on board with this. And I think the general idea is that, yeah, this is going to happen. But um, the climate agenda is a big agenda. As you guys know, we, we've thrown trillions and trillions of dollars and we'll continue to throw trillions of dollars at this climate thing. And if if this is seen, which I don't even know if it's, if it's correct, if this is seen as being anti-climate agenda, then it's going to face some hurdles. And that's what's going on right now. But I think that this is going to be the deal uh, as we move forward here. Let's jump to weather. A storm system moved over southern Illinois, southern Indiana, and Kentucky early this morning. Rain fell across portions of southern Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and Minnesota earlier this week. There is plenty of rain in the forecast for the next 7 to 10 days. The heaviest amounts will be seen in South Dakota, southern Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and northern Illinois. The 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day outlooks continue to favor odds of above normal rainfall and below normal temperatures. 
This uh, seven-day government map got awfully wet for a lot of places here. Uh, northern, Like you said, northern Illinois, look at Wisconsin. Southern Minnesota has been dry, and that's the area that could see some of the best amounts over the next seven days if this is correct, and it's not always correct, of course. Uh, South Dakota could be really wet. So, again, I, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. The forecast is is outright bearish in regard to price direction. Now, what portion of that bearishness has already been discounted through the selling that we've seen this week? I mean, these corns closed lower like seven days in a row. Uh, no beans, I think, had one higher close this week, but it was down, what, 50 cents on Monday, and we lost some more since. So, yeah, the, the forecast is, is and, and weather patterns and, and forecasts, all that stuff, it's kind of a bearish deal here uh, this week, I believe. Uh, if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together with Brian yesterday? Uh, Brian Split from agmarket.net, a great friend of the show, was on with me yesterday. Uh, Brian is fantastic with charts. Uh, Brian comes on every other week, and we do a chart review. We talk about uh, support areas, resistance areas, uh, mainly corn, soybeans, and wheat. Every once in a while, we'll pull out a, another market that's interesting. But uh, downside targets, upside targets, that sort of stuff. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, uh, videos, the morning email goes out every single business day about 5 a.m. Central Time. Tons of info in there. Go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day, guys. U.S. ethanol production declined week over week. Weekly output of 1.07 million barrels was down 2.5% compared to last week, but up 4.5% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 22.9 million barrels. The print was down 1.6% on the week and 2% compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand decreased 1.1% compared to last week and 4.4% versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand has increased slightly versus the same uh, same period last year. This is a good weekly print. Uh, USDA had its monthly grain crush report out earlier this week. Um, marketing year-to-date through the month of June, uh, corn usage via ethanol is down 3.8% versus the same period last year. USDA projects that for the current marketing year, which ends here in a few weeks, will only be down 1.9%. So unless you see really strong ethanol production here the next four or five weeks, USDA may have to trim a little bit off of its uh, old crop projection for corn demand via ethanol, which could be seen as slightly bearish. It's, it's not gonna be by a ton though. I mean, you might be talking at this point, 10, 20, 30 million bushels, somewhere around um, that neighborhood, which is not gonna be enough to move the needle in regard to the markets, I don't think. On Wednesday, Russian drones attacked a Ukrainian port city along the border with Romania, and Romania, of course, is a NATO member. Uh, the attack damaged 44,000 tons of grain destined for China, Israel, and countries in Africa. Following the attack, wheat prices rose about 3% and corn prices almost 2%, but those gains were erased by the end of the day. Turkey's president and Vladimir Putin had a phone call on Wednesday where the Turkish president said Turkey would continue to work towards the continuation of the Black Sea grain deal. And there was also discussion that Putin will soon visit Turkey. So wheat could not rally. It did rally very uh, briefly on this yesterday or in the overnight session and then finished the day lower. If, if wheat can't rally on this story, what in the hell is wheat going to rally on? Um, some people might might point to the 
global balance sheets, which are uh, tighter and, and becoming tighter here the last couple of years. Your global stocks to use ratio is a little bit tighter. But you know what? As it relates to wheat and the United States and the way we're priced, I've said it a million times, we're still overpriced versus Russia. And uh, until you see or if you see something that disrupts uh, Russian exports or further disruptions to Ukraine, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough uh, for the wheat market, certainly what it looks. Following Fitch Rating's downgrade of its U.S. De debt ratings to AA+, the stock market took a tumble on Wednesday. The S&P 500 had its worst day since April, falling 63 points. The Dow lost almost 1%, and the NASDAQ dropped just over 2%. Furthermore, the 10-year Treasury yield hit its highest point since November of last year, and the dollar rose. Experts believe more volatility is in the cards for the stock market in the coming months. U.S. stocks ended July on a positive note fueled by stronger-than-expected stronger earnings and hopes of a soft landing for the economy. So stocks were off a little bit on this um, this debt downgrade, and we talked about it yesterday. Uh, here's an interesting statistic. The last time that the U.S. debt was downgraded was in August of 2011. S&P downgraded the debt. And at, uh, following that, the next trading day, the S&P 500 lost 7% which is a, a phenomenally huge move in the stock market that happened in 2011. It eventually lost about 6% that month and then lost another 7% in September. So um, that was a different time. That was, you know, we were still kind of coming out of the global financial crisis, all of that stuff. Uh, generally speaking, the stock market has acted really well. I've got my wall of worry back on the chart here. We have um, been floating well above the, the wall of worry trend line here, as you can see. It's uh, super impressive to me that, you know, you've got the debt downgrade, you've got the Fed raising uh, rates by 550 basis points over the course of the last, what, 15 months or so. Uh, the fact that we're even close to all-time highs at all. The fact that we've rallied the way that we are is impressive. Uh, the bond market got clobbered yesterday, which means uh, rates are higher. U.S. dollars also been really strong this week, um, which is, you know, big picture kind of negative headwind stuff for commodity markets. Uh, looks like cattle were lower yesterday. Yeah, in typical fashion, the cattle market followed the stock market on Wednesday and had a down day. Live cattle futures fell an average of 86 cents. Uh, they were anywhere from 50 cents lower to a buck 47 lower. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 115 lower, anywhere from 57 cents lower to a buck 80 lower. Uh, box beef also declined on Wednesday. Choice fell to 303.18. That was down $2.92. Select ended the day at 277.47. That was down $2.13. Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollar is marginally higher. Stocks are off again. The S&P is down 10. The Dow Jones down 60. Bonds are off a full handle, getting beat up again. Uh, crude oil is down 20 cents in the September WTI at 79.30. Have a great day, guys. We will talk to you on Friday.